Wow, such an amazing intro. I am so excited to be with you today as we uh, get into this particular message. But before we do, per usual, I want to invite you to go ahead and take a seat. If you're not sitting down, go ahead and grab yourself a seat, get comfortable. Uh, Let's get a notepad. Let's get pen. uh, Let's get a pencil. Let's get ready to write. If you're joining us today, I encourage you to go ahead and hit that share button. Um, Take some time out, shoot that text to your friends and your family members to join us for this message. I got a I got a powerful message that God has laid on my heart for you. And maybe you're looking around and uh, you're used to seeing some some company with me, uh, some friends with me. But today, you know, we're just going to give them a rest and we're going to get into the word of God. So I'm excited to see you. Go ahead and shoot us some love in the comment sections. Uh, Let us know how you're doing. Um, Thumbs up, some some hearts. Give us something. let's, Let's get moving in that comment section as we dive into the Word of God. Today, I want to add some value to your life. Uh, Today will also be a bit of a, somewhat of a challenge. And uh, I'll just let you know from the start, the title of this message is Prioritize Growth. Prioritize Growth. That's what I want to name today's message. And we're going to go ahead and dive into the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. Uh, We don't know who the author is of the book of Hebrews. It's been um, postulated that it could be Paul the Apostle, it could be Peter, it could be Timothy or Barnabas or Apollos. Historians don't know, but we do know based upon the other scriptures in the New Testament that it's likely one of them. So we're encouraged that whoever it was, it was breathed on them by God and they, they pinned it and they coined it and it's for our edification and encouragement. So what I want to do here, like I said, let's go ahead and go to Hebrews 6, verse 1. And it says this here. It says, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Verse three, and so God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. So the author of Hebrews is writing to uh, Jewish Christians or Jewish believers within local churches all throughout Rome, all throughout Rome. And, And these Christians are undergoing a lot of persecution um, from Jewish leaders, leaders of Judaism, and they're also undergoing some persecution from the Roman government. And so times are tough right now. Um, They're experiencing a lack of resource. A lot of Christians right now are moving outside of Jerusalem because the persecution is beginning to ramp up. The tough times are beginning to, to ramp up. And many of the Christians that the the Hebrew author is addressing are beginning to fall away from the faith. They're beginning to fall away from the things of Jesus and their relationship with Christ. And um, it's so easy to to fall away from from the things of Christ, especially when, you know, society is not lifting up the things of Jesus. And back then, Christians were not called Christians, but they were called the way. The way. So a lot of people were falling away 
from the way. And they were falling into routine and comfort. They were falling into this old religious system, the law um, works. They were falling back into what Jesus had died to set them free from. And it was all because they were coming against some walls and some persecution and hard times within, within society. I want you to go ahead and write this down because we're going to shoot straight today. And um, so, so just get ready to take notes. Go ahead and jot this down. The solution to every problem in your life is growth. The solution to every problem in your life is growth. And right now we, we, we all, we all, we're going through something. We're going through something, be it, be it our health or be it our home life, our relationships, our work situa- situation. But the way I see it is, is that whenever we come, come up against a wall that we've never been against before, it's time to learn something new or do something new. It's time to grow in that gap. So maybe we need to learn to climb the wall or go around the wall or go through it or go under the wall. At whatever rate, we have the opportunity to grow. So every problem in your life, the solution is always growth. I wanna encourage you with this. Go ahead and write this down. So don't go through tough times, grow through tough times. Don't just go through tough times, grow through tough times. And this is what the author of Hebrews is, is, is attempting to encourage the, the, the Christians in Jerusalem with at this time. I, I know it's a tough time. I know the persecution is ramping up. I know times are hard, but don't fall back into comfort. Don't just go through the motions. I believe I've we're in a season right now where people are just trying to, they're just going through the motions. It's Monday and they're just going through the motions. Tuesday, all the way through the week. And they're just going through the motions. They're not necessarily growing through the tough times. They're just going through the tough times. So the author of Hebrews, he's saying, hey, don't fall back and let's not stay in this unlearned state, but let's continue to grow and to mature and to press on and to further understanding. Go ahead and jot this down. So we grow by applying what we know. We grow by applying what we know. And part of the issue in this text is that they have a lot of knowledge about who God is. They have a lot of knowledge about the power of Jesus Christ, but they're not putting feet to their faith. They're not applying their faith. I always encourage people that when you go for a job, when you put in your application and you send your resume um, and when they hire you and when they pay you, you, you didn't get through that entire process simply because of your education or your experience. You don't get the paycheck because of your application or your experience. Um, you get the paycheck through applying what you know, through, through working, through working it out. So we grow by applying what we know. That's, that's how we grow in our faith. And how do we apply what we know? Well, we participate. We participate. And participation results in the growth of our faith. And so the author of Hebrews, he's encouraging Christians who are under tough times. He's saying, okay, it's time to participate. Don't just sit there. Don't, don't, don't just be discouraged. Don't just lay there. Don't, don't just stand there. It's time to participate 
and it's time to prioritize your growth. What I wanna do real quick, real quick today, is I wanna share three ways to prioritize your growth in this season. Three ways to prioritize the growth of your faith. Number one, I wanna encourage you, participate in corporate worship. Participate in corporate worship. Hebrews 10 says this here. He says this here, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I love what the author is saying. He's saying you got to prioritize corporate worship. You, essentially what he's saying is you got to get to church um, if you're going to grow. We just had team night last week. Oh my God, team night was so fun. And right now in Maryland, at least in our county, we're in phase two of our reopening. And so uh, we can only have a 50% capacity. And so we had to do the social distancing and some, some of our people were wearing masks and uh, we had green, yellow, and red stickers. You can hug me, you can high five me, stay away from me, all that, all that jazz. But it was a great time. There was a freshness in the atmosphere. We hadn't been together for months and uh, you can just tell that the energy and the expectation and the faith was high in the room. Why? Why? It's because we got together and we were worshiping and we were praising God and we were high-fiving and we were able to encourage each other. So if you're going to grow in your faith in the season, don't skip out on church is what Hebrews is saying. Don't skip out on the corporate worship. Don't skip out on getting together. Three things essentially happen when you participate in corporate worship. Number one, Jesus is praised. We corporately come together and we lift up the name of Jesus Christ. We lift him up above our situation. We lift him up above our issues and our problems. Number two, Jesus is present. So he's praised, but he's also present. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So when we get together and we praise God, the spirit of God comes down and, and his presence is palpable and tangible and it's made manifest. Jesus himself even said, where two or three gather in my name, there I am in the midst. And so that's why we were feeling so encouraged. It's because Jesus was doing a supernatural work in our hearts. Number three, your soul is lifted. When you participate in corporate worship, your soul gets lifted, your mind gets lifted, your emotions get lifted, your desires begin to fall in line with the desires of God. So write this down, participating in corporate worship is prioritizing your growth. Making that, making that determination, I'm gonna participate week in and week out in corporate worship. Number two, third, second way to prioritize growth is to participate in, in midweek connections. Participate in your midweek connections. When I think about this point, I think about how in Genesis, you have Adam and you have Eve and you have the serpent. And so just on one particular day, Eve is kind of off doing her thing. Adam is wherever Adam is, but the serpent Who's, who's been possessed by Satan, the serpent, he goes and he talks to Eve about this idea of not trusting God and disobeying God and doing what God told her not to do. Now, the Bible does say, and if you're not careful with the language, it says in Genesis that, and her husband who was with her, 
that does not mean that Adam was with her physically, but meaning that they were married. They were together as a married couple, but he was not present when the serpent was talking to Eve. And so the serpent was able to persuade and convince Eve to, to take the bite of the fruit. And that was the first sin. The, the, that, that's when we fell as men. And even now, because of what Adam and Eve did in the garden, we're all now suffering and we're struggling because of that original, that original sin. That was a result of Satan getting between their connection. I want you to go ahead and write this down. All forms of lack in your life are the result of poor connections. Any form of lack in your life is the result of poor connections. So I love it in, in the book of Acts, Acts of the Holy Spirit, uh, when the church was together and they were praying, uh, 120 believers of Christ, Jesus told them to wait on the gift of the Holy Spirit. We just finished a series called Fresh Water. And so they were praying on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit descended from heaven. And then they were filled in with the Holy Spirit. The first thing that they did was they cultivated connection and community. And it says it here in Acts chapter two, it says that they worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. What were they doing? They were participating in midweek connection. The Bible says each day they came together. So the connection that was weakened in the garden has now become strengthened within the church. The connection that was weakened in the garden is now strengthened in the church when the Holy Spirit had descended. What happens when you participate in midweek connections? Number one, you begin to grow in truth. When, when, when you get to your small groups that meet on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday at Highlight, we call them light groups. When you, when you get with your light groups, Wednesday or Thursday, you're growing in truth. You're growing in scripture. You're growing in the promises of God. You're growing in the word of God. The second thing that happens is that you're growing in healthy relationships. You're growing in healthy relationships. I think, I don't just think, but I know one of the enemy's greatest tools or greatest strategies is to separate people and to keep them isolated, especially in a time like this. I, I see it now. And, and this is what the author of Hebrews is encouraging the, the Christians. He's saying, don't neglect your time together. Keep growing in relationship. Keep growing with each other. Keep encouraging each other. Keep going low with each other. Keep going high with each other. If one of you is struggling, all of us are struggling. If one of us is winning, all of us is winning. He's saying, keep that relationship fresh in your life. And the third thing that happens when we participate in midweek connections is all of our needs are met. All of our needs are met. One great thing about light groups here at Highlight Church is that when there's a crisis in one of our light groups, those group members, those brothers and sisters in the faith come around that individual and they come around them and they support them. And it's a beautiful thing. So participating in midweek connections is prioritizing your growth. The third thing here, I wanna, I wanna encourage you to participate in serving. Participate in serving. Jesus said this in Matthew 20, verse 26. He said, whoever wants to be great among you 
must be your servant. Whoever wants to grow, whoever wants to have great influence, whoever wants to overcome every wall, every problem in their life must be a servant. They must serve, he's saying. And then it says this here in Titus chapter three, our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will not be unproductive. Then they will not be unproductive. So this tells me something about a lack of growth. A lack of growth is addressed through being productive, through serving. The antidote for a lack of growth is serving. And so at Highlight, I've always said that we're not a church of membership. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love the body of Christ, but a lot of local churches focus on membership. Um, like I said, I, I really appreciate my roots and uh, I, I was raised Baptist. But uh, when I was coming along, you, you would, you know, if you were going to come to Jesus, it was you were going to give your life to Jesus. At the same time, you're going to sign up for water baptism. And at the same time, you're going to become a member of that church. Right. And so, um, you know, for, for me, I, I just feel as though it's easy to look at a church and drive by a church and say, oh, I'm a member of that church. But that's not a biblical concept to be a member of a church. We are members of the body of Christ because we are all the church. We're a body. We're members of the body of Christ. But the Bible really emphasizes participation. And so the fact that we're a member of a body, it could mean that we're a finger. And a finger has a function. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 12. Um, we could be an ear. The ear has a function. We could be an eye. We could, we could be the mouth. We could be, you know, the bicep, but they all have function. So yes, you are a member, but not of a local church. You're a member of the body and you have a function. You have gifts. You have value to add. You have impact to make. You know, I love it when people come to our church that don't know Jesus. Man, such an amazing opportunity to love on them. I love it when we have kids and it's their first time ever in a church and, and we'll have them for two, three, five, six months a year and they just come away a totally different kid a year later because they know that they're value and they know that God loves them through the gift sets of a kid's teacher, through the gift sets and the passion and the love of a kid's volunteer who said, no, I'm not just a member of the church, but I'm a participator of the church. And the same can be said for the volunteer. I've seen so many people come to Christ through Highlight Church, water baptized, baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then they begin to serve and they begin participating. They become what we call a superhero and they begin to use their spiritual gifts. And a year, year and a half, two years later, they're producing fruit in every area of their lives. So here at Highlight Church, we encourage people to, to become a part of and sign up for Super Steps. Super Steps is, is a two-week um, course or what have you, where we share the vision of the church, the culture, um, our values, where we're going. And then week two, uh, you take a spiritual gifts test so that you can discover what the Holy Spirit has gifted you with. The Bible talks about gifts of leadership, gifts of encouragement, uh, the Bible talks about gifts of teaching, all these spiritual gifts that God has naturally given you. And, and whenever you receive the spirit, he makes you better. 
But man, there are these also these spiritual gifts of prophesying and, and speaking in tongues and gifts of healing and gifts of miracles and gifts of faith, all these gifts that the Holy Spirit has available to you. But in order for you to grow, you gotta put some feet to your faith and begin to participate. So my encouragement to you in this season, as you're waiting on church to reopen, don't give up, just hold on tight. There's a place for you to participate. There's a place for you to add value. There's a place for you to change lives for eternity. And I wanna invite you into that. As a matter of fact, we have Super Step starting next week. Super Step one is gonna be July 12th, right here at Granary Row at Highlight Church at 2 p.m. Lunch is gonna be on me. I wanna see you here for Super Steps because I want you to grow. Now, we're gonna journey a bit further down into Hebrews chapter six because I wanna go ahead and give you three benefits or three outcomes when you participate, when you prioritize growth. I wanna go ahead and give you a few of these, these benefits. So we're gonna jump down to Hebrews six, verse nine. And he continues to persist, the author. He says this here, dear friends, even though we are talking this way, we really don't believe this applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things that come with salvation. He was saying earlier in those, uh, those verses beforehand that some people are falling away and, and it's just not a good thing. But he said, I, I don't believe this is the case for you. I believe that there are better things marked out for your salvation. Verse 10, for God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. Go ahead and write this down as the first benefit of participation. Number one, participation honors God and God honors participation. Participation honors God and God honors participation. When you apply your faith, when, when, when you actually love, when you, when you serve, when you, when you create time in your schedule to advance the kingdom of God is what the Bible calls it. When, when you make time in your schedule to pour into children and to pour into younger believers, when you make that time, the Bible says that God honors your participation. He he honors your faith. Back in verse 10, he will not forget. And, and I even love it in verse 10, it says that how you have shown your love to God by caring for other believers. So he's gonna honor that in your life. And let's keep on reading here, verse 11. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for, go ahead and catch that, what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent so that what you hope for will come true. So participating and serving and being a part of what the body of Christ is doing has everything to do with what it is you're hoping for. And then he said, so that you will not grow dull and spiritually indifferent. Go ahead and write this down. Participation is the key to growth. Participation is, is the key to growth. I mean, I mean, come on, think about it. For, for some, of, some of us out there who go to the gym and we work out, uh, we, had a, we had a gym membership about a year and a half ago at Lifetime Gym. And um, 
you know, I, I would go and have on my headphones and, and one day it just kind of, kind of struck me that, um, how crazy would it be to go to the gym and, and, and just sit there in your workout clothes and, and watch people with the hopes of getting in shape versus getting up, going to the weight bar, going to the treadmill, uh, doing those deadlifts, getting up and participating and, and, and working out. So essentially participation or commitment to participate produces growth. And, and that's, that's what God is trying to get through the author of Hebrews to the Christians. He was saying, don't just watch other people apply their faith. Don't just sit there on the couch. Don't just give up. Don't just give in. Get up, commit to participate, and begin to grow in your faith. And it says this here in Hebrews 6, 12b. He says, instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. He said, instead of growing spiritually dull, instead of growing indifferent, you know what I mean? Like dull, it's, it's, it's tough to cut at life with a dull spirit, with a dull mentality. It's tough to cut at something with a dull knife. And, and the author is saying a lot, of, a lot of us can, if we're not careful, we can grow dull and indifferent. That word in the Greek means lazy. We can be opinionated, right? But the author here, he says, follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises. So God has some promises in store for your life. God has some blessings in store for your life. Don't grow dull, grow towards the blessings that God has in store for your life. Go ahead and write this third, this third benefit of participation down. Participation bridges your prayers with God's promises. Participation, applied faith, bridges your prayers with God's promises. You know, a bridge is something that you, that you use to get on the other side. Like I actually need to get on the other side, but without a bridge, I can't get there. So a lot of us, we're praying for certain things. We're believing God for certain things. We're meditating on certain things. And God is in heaven like, I have something for you. It could be that exact thing. It may not. I got something for you. And a lot of us, we, we kind of wonder, well, where's the blessing? Where is it at? Well, according to what Hebrews is saying, he said, make sure you follow the example of loving and serving so that you will inherit the promises, the promises of God. So it's been such a joy here at Highlight to see people who were complete strangers um, praying for a spouse, praying for a husband, praying for a wife, and just through simply serving, through, through serving on the greeters team, through serving on the production team, through using their spiritual gifts and putting God first, they, they bump into their spouses. I think about Francie and Anissa. Uh, Francie and Anissa didn't know each other, what, a year and a half, two years ago? And, and, and they met at Redland Middle School during, during, I think it was summer 2018. They have to quote me if I'm wrong, but they didn't know each other. And now they're, they're married and they're flourishing in their faith. That was a prayer. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, our prayer to, to continue to impact the DMV and make a difference in Gaithersburg and Montgomery County and this entire region 
as a church. God has done so much through Highlight Church. One day, that, that, one day in the past, that was a prayer back in Florida. That was a vision, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. That was a vision, that was a prayer, that was a desire. But we were not gonna make a change in Maryland if we were just sitting on the couch in Florida. We had to get up so that what we were praying for and what God had promised, there would be a bridge. And that bridge is your participation. God wants to, to bless you. And this is really the heart of what the author of Hebrews is trying to get to believers all throughout Jerusalem and the province, the neighboring provinces. And so I, I, I just, I, I wanted to encourage you this week. This is a, like I said, it's a standalone message. And um, this was the message that God laid on my heart. He, he was essentially just telling me that so many people right now are growing discouraged. And it's not that my spirit is not with them. It's not that I have not promised to bless them, but it's that they're, they're just kind of, they're sitting back on their God-given potential. They're sitting back. And so, so the spirit of God wants to encourage you to, to, to get up, don't hang your head, you got a lot on the inside of you. You have a lot of value to add. There's a lot more growth in your life and in your faith. It's time to get up. It's time to get up and get on our feet and begin to participate in everything that God has for us. It's time to prioritize growth. So I just want to give you a few next steps. You know, keep chiming in to the Sunday worship experience. Like I said last week during Fresh Water, comment in the comment section. We want to know how you're doing. Get ready every morning or, or whatever time you're chiming in, 9 a.m., 10.30 or 12.15. Get your coffee, get your lunch, get your notepad, sit up. Let's grow. Let's do this thing together. I want to encourage you to get into a light group. There are so many leaders, so many members ready to love on you and grow with you and push you forward in your relationship with Jesus. And then I do want to encourage you, like I said, um, I want to encourage you next Sunday to join us for Super Steps right here, Granary Row at Highlight Church. Lunch on me. We're going to share the vision, the heartbeat of our church, where we're going, our story, our values. We want to get to know you. We want you to get to know us. And then week two, that next week, lunch again on me. We want you to go ahead and discover your spiritual gifts so that God can, can get you on to where, where, what he has in store for you. Hey, and this is the other thing. I wanna invite you into a relationship with Christ. If you don't know Christ as your savior, if you feel far from God, it's simple. Jesus Christ sent by his father. He's the son of God. Uh, he shed his blood on the cross for the forgiveness of your sin. And it's as easy as putting your faith in Jesus Christ. That's how you start a relationship with God. It's not changing how you behave. It's not changing this part of your life. It's just simply turning to Jesus. Or for some of my believers out there who feel far from God, it's turning back to Jesus and saying, I let you into my heart. I'm gonna make you Lord and Savior. The Bible says, if we would believe in our hearts and profess with our mouths that Jesus is the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead, that we shall be saved. All of our sin wiped clean, new start, new creatures. So if that be you, go ahead and pray this prayer with me. If you're saying, Jesus, I'm coming to you today. I want you to change my life. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Come on, let's do it. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Thank you, Lord, 
for dying on the cross for my sin. Thank you for forgiving me. Give me a new start. Give me your spirit. I turn from my old lifestyle. I am yours. Make me new. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Wow, that's the greatest decision you have ever made. And so right now, once again, I wanna encourage you to prioritize your growth. We're gonna give you some handles here as we move on with the rest of our day. But I love you. God bless you. I'm praying for you. My wife is praying for you. Highlight Church, we're all praying for you. And now we can't wait to see you very, very soon. Have a phenomenal week.